listening. Listening might be something that we struggle with throughout our lives. When we're little children, we're told by parents, teachers, others in authority that we need to listen a little more closely. Maybe we even suffer that in our teenage years when our parents shake their heads and say, why won't she listen to me? And even as we get older, maybe one spouse complains to the other spouse about their selective listening. I know I've never heard that complaint, but maybe you have. And of course, there's always the possibility of actual hearing loss, maybe especially as we get older. But we know that there is more to listening than simply allowing the sound waves to enter our ears and then eventually be processed by our brains. And the same thing is true about listening spiritually. There's more to listening spiritually than just reading or hearing God's word. And that's what Jesus focuses on in this parable, this familiar parable that he tells about the sower and the different types of soils he encounters. Let's listen again to that parable that Jesus spoke at the beginning of Matthew 13, beginning with verse 3. Please rise as we hear these words. Jesus told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow. As he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on rocky ground where it did not have much soil. Immediately the seed sprang up because the soil was not deep, but when the sun rose, the seed was scorched. Because it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns. The thorns grew up and choked it. But some seed fell on good ground and produced grain, some 100 times, some 60, and some 30 times more than was sown. Whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. This is God's word. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, these are the words. Make us holy through the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. After hearing Jesus tell this parable about the sower and the different soils that he encountered, it's imperative that we listen well to Jesus. When we listen well to Jesus, he gives us understanding. Now, it's said that by some that knowledge is a very powerful thing. And that's true in many regards. And even, even over the centuries, oppressive governments understand that because they keep certain information from the people that they're governing because they don't want them to find out how bad they actually have it. Knowledge brings power. And part of the quest of mankind has been to gain knowledge, especially knowledge about God. By nature, we know that there is a higher being. We know who that higher being is, that he is the one God of the universe. But we know that it's impossible, at least in an absolute sense, to understand God. In our natural state, our heart, our heart is like that, that soil that's along the path, that, that hard, beaten-down soil that's impenetrable. We're born with a heart that resists 
all things spiritual, at least when it comes to God. And even after we've been brought to faith, even after we've been brought to trust in Jesus as our Savior, our hard heart is still there, at least in part, because we still have that old Adam, that sinful nature that's in us. And we do have that time, those times when, when our heart gets beaten down by, by worries, by sin, by weak faith. Over time, the soil of our hearts can become very hard. And the result, well, on our own, we cannot, without God's help, understand anything about what God is about. When we rely on ourselves for this understanding, when we think that we can, can understand what God is about, we're echoing the words of Isaiah in chapter 40 when he says, Who has understood the mind of the Lord? And the expected answer to that question is no one. Even if we listen as hard as we can, apart from God, on our own, there's no way that we can understand what God is about. We can't know what his plan is for us or what his plan for the world is. So how do we gain understanding? How do we work around the hard soil of our hearts so that we can come to know who God is and what he's done for us? Note that in this parable, the seed that fell along the path was eaten up by the birds. And Jesus, in his explanation, says that this represents what the devil does, that the devil comes and snatches that word away. Now, it's, if it's not already clear, this seed in this parable is representing God's word. And we know that God's word has taken root in us if we are indeed believers. At some point in our lives, we were brought to believe in Jesus as our Savior, and that happened through his word. But because we still have a sinful nature, because we still have that old Adam, we still have some hardness in our hearts. And the devil is always there trying to snatch that seed, that word, away from us. Does he do that in your life? Sure he does. You know, for example, what the Bible teaches about God's grace. That God's grace is his undeserved love and mercy. That, that he gives us salvation totally by his effort, not by ours at all. And yet aren't there times when we question that, when we think that there's got to be something that I have to do in order to earn God's favor? Where does that doubt come from? Or maybe we think about God's word being God's word, that the Bible is God's word and therefore it is true in all respects. Well, if that's the case, why is, why is it that there are times when we start to kind of quibble just a little bit about the truth of God's word? And we question whether or not there are some parts of God's word that are more true than others. Where does that doubt come from? Our prayer as Christians who are fighting against the devil who's constantly trying to yank that word away from us, our prayer is the same as that man that came to Jesus who had a, a demon-possessed son and he pleaded with Jesus, Lord, I believe, help me overcome my unbelief. And then God comes through his word and through his sacraments and he softens our 
hard hearts so that our faith is strengthened, so that it is built up. And consequently, our understanding of God is increased. He makes our hearts into good soil. And of course, that's not to say that, that we're ever going to understand all there is to know about God and the Bible. We're always going to have some hardness in our hearts that keeps us from that full knowledge of God. But we pray as we listen to his word, as we study his word, we pray that God will continue to use his word to soften our hearts, to build us up in our faith. Listen well to Jesus so that you have depth of knowledge and conviction. To listen in this way means to listen diligently, perhaps over and over again, so that you, you make sure that you've really got it. Now, this isn't necessarily an easy thing to do for a variety of reasons. Maybe we, we suffer from short attention spans, and we just can't seem to be all that diligent in our study of God's Word. Maybe we think we only need to hear something once, and then it's, it's in our minds, and, and we don't have to listen to it again. But when it comes to God's Word, that rocky soil that's in our hearts makes it imperative to, to be diligent, to keep listening to God's Word. Now, the rocky soil that Jesus is talking about here is not like rocky soil that you might have when you, when you till up your garden and you've got all of the rocks that are there and you're trying to get them out and it seems like they just keep reappearing because they work their way through the soil. The rocky soil Jesus is talking about really is a, a thin layer of topsoil over a shelf of bedrock. And you see what would happen if a seed is planted and tries to establish roots, it can't really go down very far. It can't establish a firm root system. And the same thing goes for our hearts. Even after we're Christians, even after God has penetrated the hard soil of our hearts and has made us his people, we still have that old Adam who is fighting against us. We have that sinful nature who's always there trying to disrupt things as much as possible. And sometimes he makes it impossible or very difficult for God's word to establish a firm root in us. Part of the problem is, is that we sometimes feel that we only need small doses of the Bible to get by. We listen to it once, maybe twice a week, and we figure that, that that's plenty. We've got enough of God's word. And we fill our minds and and our time with all kinds of other things. You can imagine, you can think of your own distraction, if you will, of things that get in the way. So much so that we start to believe that we just don't have time to be in God's Word. But what happens when difficult times come? When the blazing sun of hardship beats down on us? What happens when we lose our job? What happens when a relative dies? What happens when we have a rebellious child at home? What happens when we get made fun of for being a Christian? We doubt God. We said that we believed in him and his word, but that 
that confession seems to be a very shallow confession. We're not really convicted in our confession. And the rock that remains in our heart doesn't really allow God's word to take root firmly. And so the difficult times come and and our faith withers. And this is the very reason why we need to listen to Jesus in his word so diligently so that his word can shatter the remaining rock that's in our hearts. God said in Jeremiah 23, Is not my word like fire and like a hammer which shatters a rock? When we pridefully figure that that we have listened enough to God's word, his law comes and hits us in the head and, and knocks sense into us and tells us no. And he shatters that rock that is resisting his word. You see, we can never stop learning about God. Just before our Old Testament reading today in Isaiah 55, God said this, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. There's never going to come a time when we have learned everything that there is to know about God. And in fact, the more we study the Bible, the more we learn about God in the Bible, the more we realize that we have to learn. Think about it. How infinite is Jesus' love for us? That that the God of the universe would become one of us, would take on human flesh becoming one of us so that he could come and dwell with us, to live with us, be one of us, live in our place, a perfect life. And then go to the cross taking all of our rock-hard sins, all of our sins, and making the payment that he needed to make for them. How can we begin to, to fully comprehend the depth of that love? That's where our conviction comes in. The more we listen to Jesus and his word, the stronger God makes us in our faith. We know those words of Paul in Romans 10 that faith comes from hearing the message. And the message comes through the word of Christ. That's true when we are brought to faith, when faith is first created in us. But it's also true when God continues to strengthen us in our faith. That faith still comes. It still is strengthened through his word. Listening to Jesus with such diligence, though, isn't, isn't the end. Even if we listen to or we, we study God's word every day, seeking a deeper knowledge of God, a stronger conviction of our faith, so that we can stand in the hard times, we know we need to listen well to Jesus so that we can also block out all of the distractions, all of the distractions that this world throws at us. How many of you are still paying attention to me right now? I don't want to see a show of hands. And now that I've got your attention, you know what I'm talking about. It's getting toward the end or what you hope is the end of the sermon. And your mind starts to drift perhaps a little. I do the same things if I'm listening to a sermon. You start to think about what's going to happen in the rest of the day. What do I do this afternoon? Am I going to be able to get my nap in? Can I get my projects done? You're, you're thinking about what's coming up in the week to come. All of those things happen to us 
as we're listening to God's word. And that's because no matter what type of weed killer we use, all of the distractions of this world keep popping up and making themselves known. Those thorns that pop up sometimes choke out the word that we're trying to listen to. Maybe you've had this type of experience. You decide that you're going to be more diligent about your personal reading of the Bible. And so you set aside some time, you sit down, and you are reading God's word. And then what happens? Well, again, maybe your mind starts to wander. Maybe you're, you start thinking about all of the other things going on in your life, a, a present financial crisis, a sick friend, whatever. Or maybe you're simply distracted by things going on around you because, well, life happens. And so you end up not being so diligent in your study of God's word. Maybe we even fall prey to the temptation that Jesus mentions in his explanation of the parable. He says, the seed that was sown among the thorns is the one who hears the word, but the worry of this world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word and it produces no fruit. How many times does it happen that, that our stuff gets in the way? That our thoughts about our, our boats and toys and clothes and cars and houses, all of those things start to take precedent in our minds over everything else, squeezing out God's word. We need to pay attention to what Jesus said in Mark chapter 8. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet forfeit his soul? We need God's help to be able to concentrate on, to be able to focus on his word. We need to remind ourselves of the fact that we are different in this world. We're not like everyone else. Paul says in Philippians 3, as he's talking about unbelievers versus believers, he says their mind is on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven. We may live in this world, but we are not of this world. And so when it comes to trying to pay better attention to, God, to what God's word says, what can we do? Well, maybe it is a little more intentional that we we have to be more intentional about the time that we set aside to, to make sure it's a time when the distractions are going to be less, that, that our mindset is such that we can focus more on God's word. Maybe even something simple like making sure you get enough sleep on a Saturday night before you come to church on Sunday morning. Our listening to God's word will produce and does produce fruit. Through our listening, God makes our hearts into good soil. He is the one who continues to hear and understand the word. Indeed, he continues to produce fruit, Jesus says. But to use an old cliche, it's not an easy row to hoe. There will be times when we feel like the hardest soil ever because we just can't seem to escape the grips of, of our old Adam and our sin. There will be times when it seems like that we're making some progress only to be thwarted by the rock that keeps our roots from sinking really deep. And there will be times when we really try to pay attention, but those weeds make a strong comeback. The end result, though, 
the, the final result, if you will, is wonderful, namely eternal life in heaven. The size of our crop while we're living here on this earth is going to vary from, from believer to believer. But remember who it is who gives the increase, that it is God. He allows us to use our ears to listen to his word, and he works faith in us through that word. Through that word, he gives us life, and eventually that life is going to culminate in life eternal in heaven. Keep listening well to Jesus and live. Amen. Please rise. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.